You're listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. Faith the size of a mustard seed. And I would imagine that ladies who made the retreat had maybe faith a little bit bigger than a mustard seed. Maybe not. But no matter what, when you put yourself in a position to receive the grace of God, we know that the plant that can grow, the Holy Spirit growing within you, is limitless, is limitless. And you're given the opportunity for new life to be created within you, new life to blossom and flourish in Christ and in his peace, most importantly, in his peace. And so we pray that your weekend was fruitful, and as you return uh, to the, quote, real world, you know, that uh, there's an easy transition in. Imagine you'll want to hopefully share your experience with others. We have a men's retreat that will uh, take place at the end of this month. Anybody who's interested, I think there's a few slots still available. So uh, maybe some of you can tell your husbands how good it was and encourage them so that all of you are on the same page in a month because there might have been some changes that happen at home. But as we think of the new life that God creates, and I had mentioned this back in June, that with the overturning of Roe versus Wade, and we're beginning in October, our pro-life month, uh, that I would provide a reflection on life and where we're going. And this today, as you probably all saw when you walked into the church, we have our baby bottle campaign, as we do each year. Uh, that baby bottle campaign is one of the two in-church uh, fundraisers, if you want to use that term, that we do uh, one for the youth, I mentioned that last week, and then one for the baby bottle campaign, promoting the dignity of life. And I love that campaign, as most of you know. Uh, I don't know, there's something about those baby bottles, you know, that just, uh, I don't know, it hits my heart. Whoever came up with that marketing was a genius because it worked on Father Brady. But we need to look at the actual effects of the reverse of Roe versus Wade as you know, it, it basically said that there was not a constitutional right to end a pregnancy. And I usually try to use language that's family friendly, you know, just so you know. I, I know the words. I just tend to know that, figure you know the words too. And if I'm going to preach maintaining the innocence of our children as old as we can get, I figure I don't need to be contributing to news reports uh, that you can't really help your children overhear. But when we think of the right that was now, admittedly, would say not in the Constitution because it never was, then we have to look at what it is and what it is not and what's our Christian response. And I wanted to give a couple of months to reflect instead of react, which is something that's important in our society. We tend to react, not reflect. And so when we think of what happened, there was simply, like I said, a recognition that there is no right in the Constitution to that procedure. And now it's left to the states to determine what they're going to do about procedure. And we in Louisiana were so thoughtful, I think, in looking ahead and making sure that the Love Life Amendment passed so that that decision would not be placed into basically the decision of one judge he would try to find. Okay, I'll do it. Probably from Ville Platte. 
I pick on Bill Platt so much, you know, just but in one judge, so that it would be with the legislature who are accountable to us, the people. And so now we are in we are in the fray on what this policy is. And a few things that I think we need to note that we can see unfolding in our promotion of the dignity of life. Uh, the first is that they're going to try to scare us. Scare us in very personal ways. And the problem is, we've always looked at it in the sense of a constitutional right, not as a procedure. So with a constitutional right, you would just say in a very general way something. We say, no, it's not in the Constitution. Now we're getting into the details. Now we're going to have to in our legislation. And so there are different definitions of it. There's a medical definition that includes maybe when it's the sorrow of a family oftentimes of losing a child naturally, often called spontaneous. Whether it's, there's a legal definition, medical definition, moral definition. The biggest thing to remember for us is it does get a little complicated, but as Catholics, all of those exceptions, which are going to be preyed upon, are already included in our calculation. In other words, if someone is in danger, medical danger, then we simply do the best we can to preserve both. Recognize the dignity of both. Understanding that maybe not both can be saved, but the intention is that we want to save both. And it's called the double effect doctrine. We've had it forever. Think of it as thou shalt not kill and then self-defense. We don't will the evil that will occur in killing someone, but if we're protecting our family and their lives, then the effect is we may have to do that in order to have the greater good of maybe protecting our children. It's double effect. And so we have all of this stuff. See, our theology, our morality, is, is much more sophisticated than our legal system. We're already better than they are. They just don't know it. But don't be scared by the exceptions. We have to thoughtfully think about what our legislators are going to do, what they propose, and make sure that we are educated in the issues to understand that we don't fall into the trap of being scared into something that's not moral, that doesn't promote human dignity. And, then the, and that's part of our first reading. Press on to the fulfillment of what is good. We need to continue to do that. Second reading, never be ashamed of what we believe. We will be impugned, we will be criticized, we will be made fun of, we will be called ignorant, we will be called all those things that are already going on. And in the end, I can't help it if our society is counter to us, but I do know that we are right. And in that right, our society hinges on the way that we treat the most vulnerable in our society. There are quotes about that. The way that we are judged and our stability and our goodness is based upon that. And we're seeing the deterioration of that. We can all see that. The deterioration of the family, the deterioration of goodness, the deterioration of morality, the deterioration of virtue and self-discipline, the things that would unite us are now being deconstructed. Even the most simplest of truths, right? Even the most simplest of truths are under attack. And so we have to make sure that we understand Christ bore the shame of the cross. Christ bore the shame of the cross, so we should never be ashamed of what we believe, and it's not just a religious issue. It is a societal issue. It is a natural law issue. It is something that unites each and every one of us. No one would ever say that stealing is just a moral issue 
Well, there's a commandment, thou shalt not kill. He says, I promise you, if I go and steal and tell somebody, hey, you shouldn't be legislating morality, I want to steal, I think I'd still end up in jail, don't you? But let's not allow people to take these very simple things that we know are correct and right and distort them in order to scare us to say, what if it were me? And then on the other side, we've got to continue the journey of promoting life. Part of it's the baby bottle campaign, but also I want to introduce something very briefly. Uh, we have many people in our congregation. I have members of my family, uh, two brothers and sisters who, uh, well, a brother and a sister who have adopted four children between them. One of the things we can do is maybe look at adoption as a calling. There are many reasons why people would like to adopt. I admire their willingness to make their table bigger. If we're going to make our societal table bigger, it begins at the table in the home, make it a little bigger. And I know that to enable to be able to navigate such a very difficult and lifelong commitment, there's a discernment that needs to be done. There's a reality that needs to be checked. There's resources that need to be had. There are wolves that need to be put aside. Some of these adoption agencies aren't so good. And so next month, November the 8th, we are going to have basically a seminar workshop on those who might consider being able to make more room at their table for a child in need. As a parish, I think that I know of many in our congregation, and I think that many have resources, and that's another element that's very difficult. Hey, what does it take? And that's where adoption agencies come into play. Are they taking advantage of parents, or are they really helping and so I hope that if you are able maybe to consider that, and also for those who maybe have resources, but are of an age where they really can't be, can help a family that's willing to adopt but doesn't have the resources, to put all that together and save a life. Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa said when she was going out to feed the poor one time, she had a little bowl of food, and there were thousands who were hungry where she was going, and someone said, Mother Teresa, why are you bothering why are you bothering? She said, I know I can't feed a thousand people, but I can feed two. And maybe when I get there, someone else will be there with something. Then maybe we can do three. If all of us do what we can, then maybe we just have this problem taken care of. And she wasn't willing to accept that because I can't solve a whole problem. I'm not going to take on the one. I mean, that's the way we have to look at it as we move forward. And so this morning, as I said, we think of the life that God has given to each of us, the beautiful life that he continues to cultivate. Think of our retreatants who are coming back with new life, and we also think of the beautiful opportunity we have to promote life in our society as we are now unshackled by the law in order to do so. Let's pray that we are able to become educated in the issue. Pray that we're able to see the goodness of the morality that the church teaches. Let's pray that we're good witnesses to those around us and are never ashamed of our faith, and let's make sure that we do our part in order to promote the dignity of all human life from conception to natural death.